0: We've come a long way in the U.S. in terms of being more accepting of members of the gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgendered community. But old attitudes die hard, and members of the LGBT community still face a unique set of challenges, especially when it comes to aging. Here to talk about all this and more is our guest Dan Hall. Dan's a lawyer, a financial services counselor, and treasurer and board member of the Palm Beach County Human Rights Council, which is dedicated to ending discrimination based on sexual orientation, gender identity, and gender expression. The council promotes equality through education, advocacy, direct action, impact litigation, and community outreach. Dan Hall joins us from West Palm Beach, Florida. Dan, welcome to the AgeWise podcast.
1: Thank you very much.
0: So how long have you lived in Florida and where are you from originally?
1: I grew up in Northern Virginia, just outside of Washington. And uh, lived there most of my life until I came down here after I got out of law school and took a job with an investment company.
0: And will you tell us how old you are?
1: I'm 75.
0: Okay. And I understand from the council website that you have three grown children. Tell us about uh, them and and, uh, your early life versus your current life.
1: Well, I grew up in in the 50s and 60s, and uh, in those days, you really didn't have much of an outward expression of sexual identity, Uh uh, at least gay identity. Mm -hmm. And I was married for about 15 years when I was in my late 20s, And I have three children. They're all now grown. And we have a very good relationship as far as gay identity and all that sort of thing goes. As a matter of fact, one of my daughters, although she's straight, she is doing volunteer work for a gay organization in North Carolina. And uh, she's a lawyer up there. And my other daughter is a casting agent in New York hmm. and works with a lot of gay people. And I have a, a son who is a teacher in Charlotte, North Carolina.
0: And so how did they handle it at first? And well, um, they
1: were enrolled. My wife and I, incidentally, my ex-wife and I have a very good relationship. We broke up, but we didn't mm-hmm. cease being friends. When my children were under 18, they all went to a deeply religious prep school, in West Palm Beach. Mm -hmm. And uh, when my wife and I broke up, she told them that I was gay. And they, I think, were a little bit horrified. But after I talked to them and, you know, and sort of told them what was going on, they came around very quickly. And we've had an excellent relationship ever since. So it's, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it's sort of the best of all worlds as far as that goes.
0: Mm -hmm. And so how did you end up in Florida?
1: Uh, I came down here. I was offered a job in Palm Beach, and uh, I was living in Northern Virginia then, and my wife and I and the children all moved down here, and I've been here ever since. That was 1976, so it's been quite a while.
0: So you were really part of that first out generation. In your oh, case, yeah, uh, go
1: ahead. Yeah, well, I was just going to say that uh, I, I've really known about my sexual identity since I was in my teens, early teens, and uh, I really acted on those impulses continually all during, you know, high school, college, and even while I was married. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and of course, obviously, after I came out, after I was divorced, but it was a little tough because you had to sort of sneak around and, right. you know, avoid violence and that sort of thing.
0: Well, and as a result of that, many, I'm not saying you in particular, but being part of that first out generation, a lot of people lost the support of their families, but also created communities and identities all to their own. The gay press, you know, you, you name it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you mm-hmm. sort of had to reinvent yourself then. Do you see yourself yeah, to, re- to
1: a large degree.
0: To a large degree. Do you see see yourself reinventing yourself now as a senior?
1: Not really. I think I'm sure that virtually everybody that knows me knows what my sexual identity is. Mm -hmm. But I don't get any uh, negative feedback, uh, at least Mm -hmm. I haven't so far. Mm -hmm. And other than the fact that I was traumatized by the fact that I had to get a divorce, uh, other than that, it's been a relatively easy uh, conversion.
0: And are you in a relationship now?
1: No I really haven 't been in a relationship for about ten years.
0: okay, so how do you imagine yourself as you get older and do you worry about someone taking care of you
1: well sure the uh, I do have two fellows that I live with who are uh considerably younger than I am. They are lovers, mm-hmm. but I live with them. I actually own the or you know pay for the place we live in, and they uh just live with me and they're really just friends of mine they're both gay guys mm-hmm. so i sort of have a, a little support system here yeah. and fortunately i've never been disabled or anything like that so i so it goes rather easily but uh You know, you do naturally worry about the fact that you may, you know, have a stroke or whatever. So it's nice to have people around that could take me to the hospital if I needed to. Mm -hmm. But uh, I've never really considered moving into a senior facility, at least not yet, because I'm in relatively good health. I suppose if something were to happen to me, if I had a stroke or something, I would probably do that. But at this point, I haven't yet.
0: I know that the work of the Palm Beach County Human Rights Council, well, first Mm -hmm. of all, how long have you been on the board? And and tell us how you got involved.
1: Well, I met the president, a fellow named Rand Hawk, about 25 years ago when he was setting up the organization I think it was actually 28 years ago and they didn't have any money and I had access to uh, a lot of foundations and organizations like that so I volunteered to be the treasurer and to help him raise money and I've participated in that capacity ever since we you know we raised forty or fifty thousand dollars a year to do our advocacy, mm-hmm. and so far it's gone you know reasonably well. We have a very strong political support so that the uh, a lot of our initiatives are supported politically in this county palm beach county and you know we've been really very successful locally obviously we and the state of florida has a i think a terrible governor the governor rick scott who is very anti-gay and i think the new incoming Trump administration is probably going to be pretty much the same way. So we do have a lot of battles to fight, but as far as our local efforts are concerned, which is what our mission is, you know, we we really work only in this county. Uh, So we've really been pretty successful, and it's raise money to cover you know, scholarships to gay students, and we uh, spend a fair amount of time lobbying and sending lawyers to what we call lavender conferences, mm-hmm. which are basically legal forums so they can become familiar with legal issues and that sort of thing. We're working right now very strongly right now for the banning of what is known as conversion therapy. Mm -hmm. It's a process whereby it's sort of like pray away the gay. A lot of these right-wing fanatics think they can counsel children to advise them and make them straight if they're gay. And uh, I think it's a form of child abuse. It's uh, something that we're trying to have it banned for every person under 18. If somebody's an adult and wants to do it, well, that's fine. But for a child, I think it it really is pretty close to child abuse. You know the shock therapy and you know yeah. all this kind of stuff. I mean, it's really just it's like the Middle Ages or something.
0: Switching subjects to housing, which is I know one of the areas that the council works uh, does advocacy work on. Do you know anyone right. who's uh, faced discrimination in housing, oh, especially sure. of you seniors know. too? If that well,
1: you know. uh, most of the time we seem to run into it for younger people who are living in a, you know, a housing development or a apartment building or a condo or something like that, where the people that run the condo start harassing them. They'll paint things on their garage or lock them out, you know, this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And these people come to us for a remedy, and we have very excellent remedies and very strong fines, financial fines. And Mm -hmm. what we do is we go to the uh, landlord or whoever it is that's doing the discrimination and tell them, look, you keep this up, you're going to be subject to very substantial fines. And virtually every case, they give in because they realize they're violating the law. And we've been very successful in getting these things resolved. As far as elderly people go... There is a, no case that I'm familiar with, anyway, of an elderly citizen being discriminated against here in Palm Beach County uh, you know, because of their sexual orientation, although I'm sure it has happened.
0: I know that in 2011, a report published by an organization that's now called Justice in Aging, mm-hmm. formerly National Senior Citizens Law Center, showed that nearly 90% of LGBT seniors were afraid to be out in a senior care facility.
1: Yeah, I I imagine that's probably true. I I do have a number of clients who are senior citizens who are living in what I call assisted care places or senior homes, Mm -hmm. and um, I have yet to run into anybody who is an out gay person in one of those facilities. So I think they must be hiding their sexual identity. If indeed they were to come to us with that kind of a Situation where they were being harassed or something, uh, we would go into high gear very quickly to mm-hmm. you know to make the uh, organization aware of the fact that they're violating the law so you
0: know. would you move into an assisted living facility or not based on what you might Expect to encounter? Would you? How would you? Uh, yes,
1: yeah. I think I would because I feel confident that the legislation and the ordinances that we have in this county, you know, which is millions of people here, you know, in Palm Beach County, right. um, are sufficiently s- stringent so that if that were to happen, if something were to happen in a facility, I mean, I would have no hesitation to get a lawyer after them and prosecute them and, you know, subject them to fines and that sort of thing. So uh, personally, I wouldn't object to it, but I think there are people that might be afraid because, you know, as you get older, you, you know, you get a little weaker and you get a little subject to fear and that sort of thing. So uh, I'm sure there are people who are afraid of it. I do know that about Ten years ago, we had a lady come here, to a lesbian, come here to Palm Beach County, and she was trying to set up a senior facility for gay people, and it, she didn't get sufficient financial backing. But I do know that they have facilities of that nature down in Broward County, and I'm sure in Dade, uh, that, to my knowledge, have been very successful
0: Are in they- Wilton Manor's. Oh, Wilton Manors, right. I've heard of that. Yeah,
1: Wilton Manors is, a—I think it's actually a political jurisdiction of its own, but it's right in Fort Lauderdale, Mm -hmm. and it's a very active gay community.
0: Right, and did you know this lesbian personally, and what else did she tell you about that experience, if anything?
1: Oh, yes, I got to know her very well. I think uh, it was just probably a little early, Uh you know, uh, 10, 10 or 12 years ago, and I think it was at least at least 10 or 12 years ago, you know, that it just wasn't an issue that was ripe. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, she, it wasn't that she got harassed or anything like that. I think she just couldn't raise the money. And, of course, it took, you know, a lot of money to right. build a big building and buy the property and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I do know that about five years ago, a well-known person in Palm Beach A guy who uh, had set up a number of medical facilities, primarily in Massachusetts, started doing the same thing. He wanted to set up sort of a gay senior citizen facility, but unfortunately he died before, before he could get it done. You know, he was a rather elderly himself. So I I think it's something that if it were to start today, it would probably get much quicker approval and financial support just because the issue is so uh, sort of popular, if you will.
0: Mm -hmm. So how does the council work with or try to persuade elected officials to sort of Um, see the light?
1: Well, Palm Beach County is composed of, it must be 20 or so, political jurisdictions, mm-hmm. you know, little cities of their own. Mm-hmm. So what we have to do is go to each one of these cities and get their politicians to pass the ordinances that we advocate. Advocate, And, you know, that involves literally hundreds of people. You know, you're dealing right. with the mayor and the council for all these little cities.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Primarily, we what we have done as a... Uh, I guess you'd say our strategy is to start with a larger, friendly jurisdiction, in most cases, West Palm Beach, and get it done there and then go to the other smaller municipalities and say, well, look, it's happened here, and why don't you do it for your area? And then we end up going to the county government and hopefully get a countywide ordinance passed. We have been pretty successful with that strategy, Because initially, back in 1996, I think it was, and maybe a little before that, one of our major initiatives was to pass what is known as a human rights ordinance for the city of West Palm Beach. We got the politicians on our side, and uh, I should say that all of the mayors, whether it was Nancy Graham or uh, Lois Frankel or Jerry Muyo or Joel Davies, have all been supportive of these things. So, you know, this is going back 20-some years. But anyway, we went to the city council in West Palm Beach, and they passed an ordinance. And then the people from the church community, the right-wingers, came after us and forced us to go to a referendum. And we were successful in that referendum. I think we managed to beat them 55 to 45 or something like that. And really, since that occurred, they have just kind of disappeared It's it's really bizarre. Occasionally they'll come out on some social issue and bitch and moan about, oh, well, we don't want to, you know, these gays are activists and they're trying to undermine Christ and, you know, this kind of stuff. But they have been singularly unsuccessful in this area. They're opposing us now on the banning of conversion therapy. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we're ready for them. We've raised money to fight them. But what we do is, you know, we go to West Palm Beach, uh, where they have been exemplary in their support of our issues. And then we go to Boca and the small, you know, and move around the county. And eventually, you know, we we have had situations over the past couple of decades where we went to cities like Del Rey and uh, um, trying to remember the others but anyway where we literally would go in to see the city manager mm-hmm. and uh, and this was a I remember this one specific situation where this guy wouldn't even shake our hand
2: oh, wow. you know he
1: was he was such a bigot so he refused to present our initiatives to the council and but eventually we raised money and refused to endorse him for reelection, and he lost and retired and he's been these people these type people are being replaced by progressives um, we're We're very lucky in this county in that area yeah
0: palm beach county is is pretty liberal by comparison Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh,
1: you know it's heavily democratic, and that's right. good right. i I do know if we were in Wichita or you know God knows where we'd probably have a different result, but we 're not there. <laughs>
0: So, Dan, as you've gotten older, how has this been for you to see all this change? I mean, you're 75 now, and Mm -hmm. what are you glad that has changed? And especially as you've gotten older, what's gotten harder for you as you've gotten older? uh, Well,
1: I think the the thing that I'm most thankful for is that, you know, if you're in a group of people and somebody uh, brings up the gay issue... I don't hesitate in 90% of the time to say, well, uh, the hell with you, I'm gay, what am I, chop liver? You know, I mean, it's just people are willing now to talk about the issue. And I think you'll see that intelligent people just realize that it's silly to oppose these things. The only people that really object to gay stuff are the Christian fundamentalists. And strangely enough, the black churches are not particularly helpful. They're getting better, but they have opposed us in the past, and I think they're coming around. But we are getting a larger number of black elected officials in this county, and they are on our side, almost 100%. But it took a while for the black churches to come around. There was one lady politician here in town, a black lady, who just refused to be of any help to us. And it was clearly because she was a fundamental Christian.
0: Do you have friends who are aging and dealing with difficult issues? And how how are your friends dealing?
1: Fortunately, most of the gay people I know are people of not substantial means, but they're people that have a little bit of money and have pensions and they have Social Security and, Mm -hmm. you know, this sort of thing. And, you know, they're able to live the kind of life they want to live. I do know that I notice as people age... Go from 50 to 60 to 70 to 80 or whatever, they seem to end up sort of like me with a person that lives with them who is either a lot younger or a little younger who, you know, sort of helps them out with their daily lives as mm-hmm. they get older and, you know, maybe don't want to drive and that sort of thing. So I do see that there's sort of a melding of generations, if you will. It may be because sometimes the older people have a little bit of money, but right, you know, mm-hmm. right. That, uh, you know, that, right. That's
0: well, it's a help. win-win for both sides. <laughs> so yeah, that's what, true. What sort of things do the fellows who live with you do for you that are helpful?
1: Uh, uh, so far it really hasn't been other than you know just being friends. Right. But uh, okay. uh, you know, the, but I do know that if you know if I have a medical emergency they'll drive me to the hospital or mm-hmm. if something come up that needs to be taken care of they'll and vice versa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. So uh you're you know, still driving uh,
0: obviously. Oh
1: yes, yeah, yeah I okay. drive and I'm right. very active in uh Uh, My lifestyle is very active. I mean, I'm out damn near every night
2: Mm -hmm. and,
1: uh, you know, I spend a lot of time in political activities, you know, working for mostly for the Democrats and, uh, you know, supporting people who are advocates for our causes.
0: Mm -hmm. Staying active is one of the best ways you can age well and well that's
1: certainly true if you have the privilege of being in good health you know Um, I do know I belong to an organization called the black tie international which is a gay men's organization that has fancy parties all over the world And we have a chapter here in Palm Beach where we have at the finest restaurants and clubs and this kind of thing and most of the men are 60 plus Mm -hmm. and they're very active people you know occasionally somebody will die or get sick and you know have to drop out of the club and you know I mean it's just the natural progression of life.
0: Mm-hmm. And how do you see your future?
1: Well, I, assuming I stay in halfway decent health, I, uh-huh. I don't see any major change. I mean, uh-huh. I'll continue to advocate for gay rights and that sort of thing, and I don't expect to change that in any way.
0: Right. What would be the tipping point for you in terms of moving, for instance, into an ALF?
1: Oh, I think it would just be if I was disabled in some way, if I uh, had a stroke or had a heart attack or something like that, where you really can't go up and down stairs and mm-hmm. you know all that kind of stuff, uh, and need to have somebody cook for you and that sort of thing. That would be the tipping point. There's always the option of moving to where my children, two of my children, live in Charlotte, North Carolina, and they have asked me a numerous times to move up there and go into a facility if i want to so i have that option which is the family option some gay people don't have that family support mainly because they have been gay and never had children but i have the privilege of having three adult children And, you know, you'll find that a fair number of men in my age bracket got married when they were younger because it was kind of a social pressure and had children. Some that don't have to, you know, have a support system, whether it's a younger lover or a friend that just lives with them or something.
0: Mm -hmm. So you're a single man and yet you have support, which is terrific. What do you say to your kids when they say, we want to be closer to you?
1: (laughs) Well, I just, you know, I mean, as long as I'm happy and able to enjoy life down here. This is where my support system is. So I, I stay here. But if I were to get really sick or something, seriously, I, I just like anybody who gets sick, straight, gay, or whatever, they might have to move to some kind of a different support system.
0: Mm-hmm. You're really lucky that you've got supportive kids.
1: Well, that, that's certainly true, and they've been yeah. very supportive. And mm-hmm. uh, But, you know, I, I've, it's funny. The people that I run into who don't have support from their family tend to be a lot younger. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. And probably because they never got married or anything. You know, they're, So they're single gay men in their 20s, 30s, 40s. Mm-hmm. And I think their families might have been a little disappointed that they never had children. One of the fellows I lived with when he was in college, when they, he came out to his parents, they cut him off, just said, we're not going to pay for college anymore. You're on your own. And it's mm. taken him the better part of 20 years to sort of make up with them, you know, kind of to get back in their good graces, if you will. I do know, and I was, maybe it's just my own personal situation, but anecdotally, I do know a lot of people who are in my, between 60 and 80, mm-hmm. who seem to be coming around very supportive of gay issues.
0: Oh, you're talking about 60 to 80 year old straight people? Yes. Okay.
1: You know, maybe it's because I'm relatively well-educated and, you know, I have some financial support. Mm -hmm. So I I think people of that gender, if you will, are, you know, have money and intelligence tend to be a little more on the liberal side and so they support gay issues.
0: It's interesting because one might think that as a 75-year-old, you would face discrimination in housing if you went in uh, to an ALF. Or, I mean, there is well, documentation know, you, you know, to show this, that there yeah, is well, discrimination. When you,
1: you know, when you go to these uh, assisted living places, and I've had clients who go into them, straight clients, uh-huh. people that I manage money for, and I don't recall anybody ever asking them, are you gay or straight? Right. You know, the the question is usually, are you able to walk?
2: Right. <laughs> and know? can you pay or for you this? <laughs> have,
1: yeah, and can you pay for it? Right. That's exactly right. right. Do you have long term insurance or whatever? I'm sure there are places where that question comes up, but I have never run into it.
0: Mm-hmm. How do you define aging with dignity?
1: Oh, I think it's just the ability to be able to express yourself and enjoy life you know i go out i entertain i belong to a club over in palm beach you know places like that and uh, just incidentally on that issue this club that i belong to it's a private social club in palm beach has gay members of them. Yeah. but you know i have never seen that question come up at the social interview mm-hmm. and uh these people admittedly, in most cases, have a fair amount of money. But, you know, I don't recall anybody ever saying, well, that guy's queer, keep him out.
0: Mm-hmm. What's hard for you?
1: You mean for, for me for personally? You. Yeah, as your age. I, I suppose it's accepting the assholes like Donald Trump. <laughs> 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 you, know, you know, the man is clearly an ignoramus, I mean, to me.
0: Well, not politically, <laughs> but <laughs> in terms of your own emotional or physical life, everyday life. What are you know, what are I, the hardest what's the hardest part for you?
1: Uh, well, uh, relating to gay things is probably that I run into people that I don't know who are prejudiced. Mm-hmm. that's the hard part when you run into somebody who you know maybe you're in a store or you're in a restaurant or something and somebody say, well look at that fag over there or, you know the waiter's a fag you know that kind of stuff is really the part that bothers me
0: mm-hmm. and in you terms know, of it, your own aging is there anything that's tough for you
1: not really uh i'm lucky in that i've you know, have pretty decent health and that sort of thing. So far, it's been you know pretty. Uh, I have, <laughs> I have hesitated to put a gay sticker on my car because <laughs> I, I I don't want to have my car keyed right. or anything like that. But right. you know, but uh, other than that, I you know I I think I've been very lucky in being able to sort of integrate with society.
0: Is it too much of a stretch to say your life has gotten better as you've gotten older?
1: Uh, I think it probably has. Yeah, you know, because when I was 20, 30, 40 or 50, I was in the closet mm-hmm. and I was participating vigorously in the gay community in the sexual sense, but I was not out in the community at large.
2: Mm-hmm. So it
1: that was difficult. Now I really, you know, 90% of the time I really don't give a shit. <laughs> 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 care (laughs) they don't like it that's their problem
0: so here's a question for you what do straight people not know people with good hearts who just don't know about LGBT aging that you'd like them to know
1: I think people tend to think that every guy who is gay, or woman probably, is some kind of a sexual pervert, or a child molester, or takes their sexual life into other people's faces, and that sort of thing. I think that's the one thing that would bother me, is having people that that think negatively of a person just because they are gay. That's the one thing that bothers me. You know, I just go about my life the way other people do.
0: Uh huh. Are you physically active? Do you work out yeah, or
1: anything? Oh, no, uh, uh, not not at a gym, but right. I, you know, I, I walk daily and you know that kind of thing.
0: Well, I want to ask if you have any last thoughts. Yeah, you
1: know, the only last thought I would have is that I think uh, we should be thankful for people like you who are bringing these issues to you know to the media, and we appreciate it.
0: Dan Hall, he's an attorney and board member of the Palm Beach County Human Rights Council, which is dedicated to ending discrimination based on sexual orientation, gender identity, and gender expression. Dan, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been really interesting having your perspective. I appreciate your time. Thanks, we'll take Dan. care. Talk to you later. Thank okay. you. Bye-bye.
1: Right up. Bye-bye.
0: And you can learn more about the Palm Beach County Human Rights Council by going to pbchrc.org and check out all their amazing work. Thanks for joining us. The age wise podcast is produced by me, Jana Panaritas. And if you'd like to be on the show or just tell us what you think about it, Send an email to Jana at agewise.com. That's J-A-N-A at A-G-E-W-Y-Z or Z as my Canadian mother says. And if you don't want to miss any episodes, head on over to the agewise.com website and subscribe to the podcast. While you're there, you can use our search feature to find episodes where guests talk about issues of specific interest to you. Chances are whatever caregiving challenge you're facing, we've interviewed someone who's gone through a very similar situation. You'll get tips, find links to useful information. And best of all, you'll feel less alone. Remember, every caregiver has a story. I want to hear yours.